Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike, and I'm at the church in my office today um, with my Bible open to Joshua chapter 5, where it says this. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for this servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Last podcast, we looked at the journey of Israel from Egypt to the Promised Land as a detailed picture of our own journey from bondage to the Spirit-filled life, as well as the journey of the church corporately as we fulfill our mission to expand the kingdom of God into the places currently being occupied by the gates of Hades. Having crossed the Jordan River, a picture of us being baptized and empowered by the Holy Spirit, Israel now faces the daunting task of conquering the cities of Canaan and the people who dwell there. Now, this was a critical moment, and God chose this moment to appear to Joshua and bring him to an important understanding. Now, what we just read was what's called a Christophany, which is a great word that I just needed an excuse to use. But simply put, a Christophany is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. We know that because Joshua worshipped him, and he allowed it. There are many angelic appearances throughout the Bible, and an angel will not allow himself to be worshipped. In fact, the Lord told Joshua to take off his shoes, for he was standing on holy ground. Now, Jesus here proclaims himself to be the commander of the Lord's army. Now, the kingdom of God is God's kingdom. Now, this may seem like an obvious statement, but it is a significant revelation. Joshua showed that he had need of this revelation by asking the question when the Lord appeared to him, are you for us or for our enemies? And Jesus basically responds by ignoring the question and declaring, I am the commander-in-chief of the Lord's army. He's basically saying, the real question is, are you on my side or the side of my enemies? Now, since the kingdom of God is God's kingdom, the advancement of the kingdom of God is God's agenda. Like Joshua, whose intention was not bad, we often try to usurp that agenda and get God to do our thing, or even the thing that we want to do for God. Now, that can sometimes be difficult for us to differentiate. I know for me, it was, especially in my early ministry, it was difficult for me. I wanted to do great things for God. And then God took everything away that was part of my agenda for advancing God's kingdom. And it took me some time to understand but there were two things that God showed me that helped me to align my thinking to his in the same way that he did for Joshua 
here in this story. And the first one was the life of Joseph. In the book of Genesis, Joseph had a vision. He was only a teenager, and the vision was of his siblings and his parents bowing down before him. Now, after receiving that vision, everything in his life, everything in Joseph's life, took him in the exact opposite direction of ever seeing that vision come to pass. You know, Joseph had no ability to make the vision that he had received from God happen. And yet he remained faithful in the circumstances in which he found himself until God did what he did not have the ability to do. And that was to fulfill God's vision. Because ultimately, it wasn't Joseph's vision. It was God's vision. In the end, when Joseph's brothers throw themselves down before him, Joseph says to them, and I love this, he says, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. The second thing that God showed me was Psalm 37, verses 3 through 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Now, the line that captured me as I read this many years ago was not the lines that often that we quote and see and are obvious, but the line that captured me was when it says, and he will do this. He will do this. But what is my part? It says here, trust in the Lord and do good. Be faithful, like Joseph. Dwell in the land where God has placed you. Bloom where you're planted. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him with the roadmap. And it says, he will do this. God will then do what only God can do. As we talk about transformation, we have to constantly remind ourselves that transforming a person's life or transforming a city or a nation is something only God can do. Now, we can respond to that truth in two ways. We can become passive and just say, well, God is sovereign and he will do whatever he wants to do. But this is a wrong response because it's not of faith and will prevent us from experiencing the promised land. There are a lot of graves in the wilderness that remind us of this fact. Remember, only two people made it to the promised land. Faith is positioning ourselves in the place where God will do in us and through us what only God can do. I hope you can see the difference. God always blesses faith. Joshua here learned quickly this was God's victory, and Joshua had the choice to join him or be left behind. So Joshua worshipped. God gave him the strategy, and they began to occupy the land. This is the divine order. It's not, I strategize, then ask God's blessing, 
and then launch my plan, believing God will bless it because I prayed and asked him to? I know that that has a certain ring of logic to it because that's how we most often function, isn't it? But what if Joshua would have done that? The Israelites would have been bouncing rocks off the walls of Jericho for years. But God did in seven days what they could not have done in seven years. That's the story of transformation movements all over the world. People prayed. God brought revelation. Faith was enacted. God's power was released. Victories were won. New ground was taken. The gates of Hades were displaced. The kingdom of God, God's kingdom, was advanced on earth. Today, let us submit ourselves to the captain of the Lord's army, Jesus Christ. Let's worship him and delight ourselves in him. Let's commit our way to him and then follow where he leads, trusting that he will do this. He will do what we cannot do, that he will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Amen.